Welcome back, Fellowship of the BDL, and welcome to Episode 8 of The Stinger, where we'll be going over Weeks 1, 2, and 3 of the BDFL. So let's jump right into Week 1. We have uh, some waiver wire pickups. I probably won't do this every week, but these ones are kind of interesting because it's just the beginning of the week. Manny's Cannons added uh, Le'Veon Bell. He dropped Gronk. Le'Veon Bell was inactive, and Gronk ended up scoring 29 points. The Slade Rock and Gravel added James White. He had 11 points. Manny's Cannons also added William Fuller. Uh, he's suspended, so it's probably for future weeks. Manny's Cannon then dropped Le'Veon Bell, who he had picked up a couple days earlier, and added uh, Latavius Murray, who had 8 points. And then plays Knife Bone, had switched out kickers, and really wasn't a big difference there. Just a one-point difference between the two kickers that he had. For the game lines going into week one, we had the Snowflake Killer by four over the Wrigleyville Wolverines with the Snowflake Killer projected to score 125 and the Wolverines projected to score 121. Manny's Cannons by five over the Jobu needs a refill with Manny Cannons projected at 130. Jobu needs a refill was projected at 125. Slade Rock and Gravel by one over the Boston Double Downs with Slade Rock and Gravel projected at 133 and Boston Double Downs projected at 132. Scotty Top, Johnny Bottom over Sunday Bloody Sunday with Scotty Top, Johnny Bottom projected at 131 and Sunday Bloody Sunday projected at 121. Blaze Nightbone by one over the six with Blaze Nightbone projected at 127 and the six projected at 126. So for the most part, uh, the projections had most of these games just being coin flips. And so now let's take a look at what the actual results were. We had the Wrigleyville Wolverines uh, winning by 15 with a score of 151 against the Snowflake Killers, who scored 136. This matchup was won at the second wide receiver spot, where Wolverines got 31 points from their second wide receiver, and the Snowflake Killers got zero points out of their second wide receiver. Next matchup, we had Joe Boo needs a refill and won by 18 with a score of 174 against the Manny's Cannons of 155. This game was won at the tight end and flex position where Joe Boo needs a refill had 31 out of their tight end, 31 points out of their tight end, 23 points out of their flex position, and Manny's Cannon had 5 points out of the tight end and 5 points out of the flex. And also remember, they had dropped Ron Gorkowski at the beginning of the week, who had a 29 points, so that might have helped a little bit. But Next game, we have Slade Rock Gravel winning by 9 points with a score of 120 against Boston Double Downs, who scored 111. And the Boston Double Downs' 111 score was the lowest score of the week. This game was won at uh, three spots, uh, running back one, where Slade Rotten Gravel had 22 points, Boston Double Downs had 3 points. At the at the flex position, where Slade Rotten Gravel had 28 points, Boston Double Downs had 7 points. And at the defense position, where Slade Rotten Gravel had 9 points, and Boston Double Downs had negative 3 points. Next game up, we have Scotty Top, Johnny Bottom, winning by 13, with a score of 129 against Sunday Blaze Sunday who scored 116. 
This game was really won at the tight end position where Scotty Top, Johnny Bottom scored 25 points and Sunday Blaze Sunday scored 11 points. And then last up, we have Blave Knifebone winning by 46 points with a score of 167. So this is the biggest point spread and also Blaze Knifebone scored the most points with 167 against the six who scored 121. This matchup was won at the quarterback spot, the running back one spot, and the running back two spot. Blaze Nightbone scoring 41 points from his quarterback, the six scoring 18 points at running back one. Blaze Nightbone scoring 21 points from his running back, the six scoring 12 points, and the running back two. Blaze Nightbone scoring 29 points, and the six scoring 11 points. So the projections for that week were three for five which isn't too bad for the first week. Now let's move on to week two. And let's start with the waiver wire pickups. We had Elijah Mitchell, who was probably the consensus number one pickup for the week, picked up by Blaze Knifebone, which is a little interesting because uh, Blaze Knifebone won the league last year and had the high point score going into week one. Not sure how he ended up with the first waiver wire pickup, but uh, anyways... Joe was able to pick up Elijah Mitchell, who scored seven points, and would and uh, Joe left him on his bench. Next, we had Sunday Bloody Sunday pick up the Gronk after his strong performance in Week One, and he put up 19 points with another strong showing. We also had Bloody Sunday Sunday pick up the Saints D, which would have scored him six points. But he dropped him a few days later on Saturday and added the Cardinals D, which scored him negative one points. We would have been better off with his original waiver wire pickup. And I also don't understand using a waiver wire pickup and then a couple days later dropping them for someone else at the same position. Also, Sunday Boy Sunday dropped one of his keeper selections, quarterback Deshaun Watson, and picked up quarterback Jameis Winston, but didn't play him in his starting roster. And again, I also don't know why you still have three quarterbacks on your team. That pretty much wrapped up the waiver wire transactions. There were some other free agent transactions that happened leading up to the games on Sunday. We had the six drop the Miami quarterback, Tawa Togolua, who got injured. And he was also one of his keeper selections. And he picked up Kirk Cousins, which he also left on his bench. And also has three quarterbacks on his team. So don't understand, uh, again, the, the three having three quarterbacks on your team in a 10-team league where you can pretty much pick up any quarterback and get the same results from just about any of them. There were a couple other uh, free agent pickups, uh, but nothing that I see that uh, made much of a difference. So let's go into the game lines for week two. We had Scotty top Johnny Bottom by three over the Snowflake Killer. With Scotty top Johnny Bottom projected at 136 and the Snowflake Killer projected at 133. We have Joe Boo needs a refill and the six are even with both projecting to be at 136. We have Boston Double Downs by nine over the Mayonnaise Cannons with Boston Double Downs projected at 139 to the Mayonnaise Cannons projected at 130. We have Slade Rock and Gravel by four over Sunday Blaze Sunday with Slade Rock and Gravel projected at 135 
And Sunday Blaze Sunday projected at 131. And then we have Blaze Knifebone by two over Wrigleyville Wolverines with Blaze Knifebone projected at 133 and the Wolverines projected at 131. As with week one, not much of separation between teams going into the matchups. And if I didn't state this before in uh, going into week one, I'll just say it right now. I'm doing the game lines, what they were going into the Thursday night game. So um, I don't know if I stated that earlier, but uh, that's where I'm doing the game lines from. So now let's get into what the actual results were for week two. We have Scotty Top, Johnny Bottom, who won by 77, which was the big uh, score separation for week two with the score of 159 against the Snowflake Killers, who scored 82. And 82 points out of the Snowflake Killers was the lowest score for week two. This game was won by many categories, but we'll stick with running back one, where Scotty Top, Johnny Bottom scored 20, and the Snowflake Killers scored six. Wide receiver two position, Scotty Top, Johnny Bottom had 17, where the Snowflake Killers had one. At the flex position, Scotty Top, Johnny Bottom scored 17, where the Snowflake Killers scored two. And at the defense position, where Scotty Top, Johnny Bottom scored nine, and the Snowflake Killers scored zero from that position. Next up, we got Joe Boo needs a refill, who won by 33 with a score of 123 against the six, who scored 90. This matchup was won at the quarterback spot, where Joe Boo needs a refill, scored 31, to the six is 20. At the tight end spot, where Joe Boo needs a refill, had 11 points, to the six is one point. And at the kicker spot, where Joe Boo needs a refill, had scored 10 points, and the six scored zero points. Next up, we have Mayonnaise Cannons, who won by one with a score of 146 against the Boston Double Downs, who scored 145. So with a one-point uh, separation, it was really hard to determine where the advantage came from. Uh, they're pretty even for most of the game, so can't really point out where, where that game was won at. Next up, we have Slade Rock and Gravel, who won by 17 with a score of 169, which that was the high score for the week. Against Sunday Bloody Sunday, who scored 152. Slade Rock and Gravel had a great showing from his three wide receivers. And Sunday Bloody Sunday had negative one from their D, which I pointed out on the waiver wire pickups. If he would have stuck with his original uh, Saints D, it would have been a closer matchup. And then lastly, we have Blaze Knifebone, who won by two with a score of 131 against the Wrigleyville Wolverines, who scored 129. Plays Nipone, riding on another great week from Kyle Murray, 44 points compared to the 7 points from Dak Prescott uh, that the Wolverines received. So the projections on who won for Week 2 were 4 for 5, which was uh, pretty accurate. Now let's move on to Week 3, and we'll start with our waiver wire pickups. We had 5 of them. With the number one pickup, we had uh, the Boston Double Downs adding Rondell Moore, wide receiver of Arizona. He's ended up scoring two points for the week. And uh, Boston Double Downs did not play him. He ended up dropping Marquez Galloway, wide receiver of New Orleans, who had 14 points. Next wire we were pickup 
was the six who switched out his kickers. Uh, I guess I don't really understand why you would waste a waiver wire pickup on kickers, um, but he gained uh, three points by doing that. And we had Blaze Knifebone switching out his defenses, which was a pretty good move because the Washington defense that he dropped had negative eight points, and he ended up picking up the Panthers' defense, which scored him 13 points. Then we had Sunday Blaze Sunday add quarterback Derek Carr, who scored 30 points, and he actually ended up playing him, and he dropped Joe Burrows, who scored 22 points. Then Sunday Blaze Sunday also added a running back, Atlanta, Cordell Patterson, who scored 16 points, and he played him, and he had dropped Jamin's Winston quarterback, New Orleans, who had scored 17 points. I think now that the uh, Sunday Blaze Sunday now only has two quarterbacks, which is good. Um, still probably has one too many, though. We had a few other roster pickups after waiver wires. We had the six add Sterling Shepard, who he played. He only scored three points. We had the six also add Jared Cook, who's tight end, who scored him four points. He ended up dropping, though, Tyler Higby, uh, the L.A. Rams. Tight end who scored 15 points, so probably would have been better off with keeping Tyler Higby there. And then the next uh, four roster ads, uh, they're just on the bench. We had a snowflake killer at wide receiver Tim Patrick. We had Slade Rock and Gravel at Mark Ingram. We had Manny's Cannons at Latavius Murray. And we had Blaze Knifebone add Henry Ruggins III. Moving on to game lines for the week. Slade Rock and Gravel by six over the Snowflake Killers. With Slade Rock and Gravel projected at 143. And the, and the Snowflake Killer projected at 137. We have Jobu Needs a Refill by seven over Boston Double Downs. With Jobu Needs a Refill projected at 139. And the Boston Double Downs projected at 132. We have Sunday Blaze Sunday by four over the Manny's Cannons with Sunday Blaze Sunday projected at 138 and the Manny's Cannons projected at 134. Next up we have Scotty Top Johnny Bottom by four over Blaze Nightbone with Scotty Top Johnny Bottom projected at 146 and Blaze Nightbone projected at 142. And then we have the six by nine over Wrigleyville. Wolverines with a 6 projected at 136 and the Wolverines projected at 127. And again, as with weeks 1 and 2, there's not much separation for the projections between them each matchup. So now let's look at the actual results for the week. We have the Snowflake Killer winning by 14 with a score of 150 against Slade Rock and Gravel who scored 136. I believe 150 was a high score. Shared by the Snowflake Killers and also Sunday Bloody Sunday. This matchup was won really at the running back one and running back two spots where the Snowflake Killers scored 40 points and Slade Rock and Gravel only scored five points. And adding insult to injury, Slade Rock and Gravel will probably also be without Christian McCaffrey running back of the Panthers for a while. I'm not sure how many weeks he's going to be out but he's going to be out for a few weeks. Joe Boo needs a refill, one by 43, 
with a score of 140 against the Boston Double Downs, who scored 97. This is the biggest point spread uh, for the week, uh, 43 points. And the Boston Double Downs scored the low points for the week at 97. Uh, this matchup was won at multiple spots, but I'm just going to go with wide receiver one, where Joe Boo needs a refill, scored 27 points, and Boston Double Downs scored zero points. Next up, we got Sunday Blaze Sunday, winning by 20 with a score of 150 against Manny Cannons, who scored 130. Again, this is pretty close, but I'm going to go with the defense as being the difference here with, with Sunday Blaze Sunday scoring 17 points from their defense and Manny Cannons scoring negative one point. And then we also had our first tie of the season. Where we had Blaze Nightbone and Sky Top Johnny Bottom, he's scoring 131. And then we had the Wrigleyville Wolverines winning by two with a score of 146 against the six who scored 144. Also, this is pretty close to determine where the matchup was won at, but I'll just go with the defense for this one also, where the six only got one point out of their defense. All right, let's look at the standings here real quick. After three weeks, we have one undefeated team. Joe Boo needs a refill, who's 3-0. and Then we have Blaze Knifebone, 2-0-1. We have Scotty Top, Johnny Bottom, who's also 2-0-1. Then we have the Wrigleyville Woo, who is 2-1. Slade Rock and Gravel, who is 2-1. Manius Cannons, who's one and two. Sunday Bloody Sunday, who's one and two. Then we have the Snowflake Killers, who's also one and two. And then we have two teams who have not won any matchups yet with the six and the Boston Double Downs. So if playoffs were to start today, Sunday Bloody Sunday, the Snowflake Killer, the six and the Boston Double Downs would all not be in the playoffs. With Joe Boo needs a refill and Blaze Nightbone each getting a first bye week. So that's pretty much it for now. Probably have to wait three or four weeks for the next results. So until then, I'll put out some other podcasts on some BDL stuff to fill in the time gap. So for now, I'm out. See ya. (laughs) 